0: The voice the Cape from Masjidu Rabi, Portland, in Mitchell's Plain. We will be honoring the Sheikh of the Imam, and that is none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel. Let's start off with proceedings. Bismillah ar rahim Alhamdulillah, Rabbil alamin, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Rabbish rahli sadari, wa yassir li amri Wa hlul uqadatan bil lisan, yafqal qawli Allahumma la taqiluni ila nafsi طَرْفَةَ عَيْنٍ wa la مِنْ min My beloved mothers and fathers, and beloved sisters and brothers, and beloved and honorable youth and children, and beloved community and listeners of the voice of the Cape and the city of Cape Town, I greet you all with the universal greetings of love and peace and honor and respect and tolerance and understanding and mercy assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah we thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the favors that allah has bestowed upon us and we thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the great favor that we are again in a jumuah and we thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the greatest favor and that is that Allah has guided us to be part of the Ummah of la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we bear testimony that no one has got the right to be worshipped except Allah alone. And we also bear testimony that our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the final... And the greatest messenger of Allah, Al-Qa'il, the one that said, The people nearest to me on the day of Qiyamah, and the people first in line to enter the Jannah, through the Shafa'ah of Rasulullah wasallam, are those Muslimin, who have put the most salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah grant us to be of those people. So that's our first reminder for today, that we must increase every day our salawat on our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Just imagine Rasulullah says, if you put one salah on me, then Allah will put ten salawat, ten mercy from Allah on you. And you will put a hundred salawat on Rasulullah, Allah will put a thousand mercy on you, Allahu Akbar. So please join me in putting salawat on Rasulullah, because we know there are malaika all around the world, and wherever we are, and especially on a Friday, they will take our salawat and present it to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So please join me in putting salawat on Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah. Allahumma صل على Sayyidina Muhammad We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this holy hour of Jumma to put salawat and salam and barakah on our beloved Nabi Muhammad and on all his brothers of the Ambiyya and Mursaleen and all their families and friends. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant me and your honorable selves, and each and every Muslim, the most beautiful ending of this world. And may Allah raise us the day of Qiyamah under the banner of our beloved Nabi Muhammad After that, O oh beloved servants of Allah, be conscious of Allah always, and fear Allah as much as possible. وَأَطِيعُوا and be obedient to Allah. For indeed, in the whole world, no one is more happier and no one is more successful than the one that is obedient to Allah and obedient to Allah. And the one that is obedient to Muhammad ﷺ. And know that Allah ta'ala says in the message of the Prophet, after the Prophet, and the Prophet, if those who came from لا تحسبوا شررا لكم فلهو خير لكم لكل امرئ من منهم ما اكتسب من الاثم والذي تولى كبره منهم له عذاب عظيم لولا اذ سمعتم اظلل المؤمنون والمؤمنات بأنفسهم خيرا وقالوا هذا افكم لولا جاءوا عليه بأربعة شهداء فإذ لم يأتوا بالشهداء فأولئك عند الله هم الكاذبون ولولا فضل الله عليكم ورحمته في الدنيا والآخرة لمسكم, لمسكم فيما افضتم فيه عذاب عظيم صدق الله العظيم and must mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Qur'an. And may Allah open our hearts for the words of Allah. And may Allah increase our love for the Holy Qur'an. Those people who brought forward the slander against Sayyidatina Aisha, the wife of Rasulullah. The mother of the believers, our mother, in the time of Rasulullah, when Rasulullah came back from a battle, Sayyidina Aisha was delayed. And when she came into Medina with one of the Sahaba that respected her and honored her, the king saw it fit to make a fitna and say, Astaghfirullah, that Sayyidina Aisha had done zina. With the Sahabi, Astaghfillallah Allah says, Those people who brought the slander, they are a group amongst you. But don't think that it's bad for you. There's a lot of good in it. And for each one of them that were involved in this fitna, they will have the share of punishment. And the head of them, the head of the munafiqeen, he will have a severe punishment, says Allah. And then Allah says, Law la it Why then, when you heard this fitna, this slander, about the wife of Rasulullah, about the mother of the Muslim Ummah, such a great woman, Sayyidina Aisha, why then didn't you think good about your own selves, let alone the mother of the what we mean. Why didn't he say this? It is a lie, it can't, it won't happen ever. That the wife of Rasulullah and the mother of the Muslim Ummah will ever do zina and haram. Why then did they not come with four witnesses? Because if you accuse anybody, of zina and you don't bring four witnesses then you will be punished according to the law of Allah it is so easy if Allah's law was not here it would have been so easy to degrade and to defame any Muslim to say that that brother and that sister have made zina immoral sex but Allah warns us and Allah has made it so that you must have with you four witnesses that have seen everything. And I'm saying again if this law of Allah was not in place, it would have been so easy for people to degrade any person that He dislikes. Hmm. This matter is so serious, is Allah. If it was not for the famous of Allah, in Allah's mercy عدابن, then Allah would punish you for spreading such fitna. When you receive it with your tongues, you didn't even need your ears time to listen to it. Allah says, al sinatikum, You receive it with your tongues, and your mouth started to... Yeah, spread the fitnah. Ma Of which you have no knowledge. You haven't seen it. You just heard the fitnah and you spread the fitnah. Allah says, brothers and sisters, please go to Surah Al-Nur and you will read these ayat. Allah says, and you might think that it is a small issue. But by Allah, but by Allah, it is serious, it's major. Why then, when you heard this slander of Sayyidina Aisha, why didn't you say it, it is not perfect for us to speak about it? And I'm appealing again. To all Muslims in Cape Town, to go to Surah to nur you can go to the translation. Allah says, Why then didn't you, when you heard about the slander and the fitna, why didn't you say it is not befitting for us to speak about it? Subhanaka! Glory be to you, Allah! This is a great lie! Ya'idukum Allah! and then Allah says and Allah forbids you from to repeat this and warns you not to repeat it forever if you are believers the Nabi Muhammad says listen to this important hadith especially in the time that we live in now Enough is it for a person that it will be considered as a sin that you speak whatever you hear, then you just give it over to other people. Isn't that the problem today? Whichever message we receive on WhatsApp, we just send it around. Enough is that is a sin. Listen to the following hadith. Of our beloved Nabi Muhammad, the greatest leader. And Hafiz bin Asim, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّىٰهِ كَفَابِ الْمَرْئِهِ كَذِبًا أَنْ يُحَدَّ بِكُلِّ مَا سَمِعَهُ Enough is it is a lie. Enough is it considered to be a lie. That whatever you hear, you speak about it. My dear ones, Allah has blessed us in this country and in this beautiful city of Cape Town. And this community of Cape Town is a beautiful community and it's a living community. So we as a community, we shouldn't allow a few fitna mongers to spoil and to damage our beautiful community mongers will always be there. They even try in the time and the best of times, in the time of Rasulullah. they spread the fitna of the wife of Rasulullah. So the fitna mongers will always be there. Don't think they will be fitna mongers now in Cape Town or anywhere in the world. They will always be there. And they are handful in numbers. And I want to say, they didn't care or mine, to slander and damage the reputation of the greatest leader of beloved Nabi Muhammad Because that was actually the aim. The aim was to slander Siddha Aisha, but to slander the household of Rasulullah the greatest leader. The fitna mongers didn't even mind the reputation of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then Allah our protector Allah our protector and Allah will protect this deen came to the rescue and gave this ummah lifelong lessons in how they should deal with these type of situations but before we get there let me first of all share with you my dear brothers and sisters and honorable youth, and the beautiful community of Cape Town, and the listeners of the voice of the king. Let me share with you a very beautiful and important hadith of our beloved Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then Nabi Muhammad says, any Muslim that defends and protects the honor of his Muslim brother and his Muslim sister, listen to what Rasulullah says, then it is Allah has taken as a ta'haq on Allah that Allah will protect you from the fire of Jahannam. I think it is worthwhile to repeat that hadith. Any person that defends and protects the honor of your Muslim brother, and we have got 1.6 million the mouth, sorry, 1.6 billion brothers and sisters in the world. So if you protect and defend any, any Muslim his honor and his dignity and you stand up for his honor, then Allah will stand up for you the day and Allah will protect you and defend you from the fire of Jahannam. <coughs> My dear ones, allow me to remind you that it is haram to violate the honor of a Muslim. It is haram to break up in pieces the honor and the dignity of any Muslim. Rasulullah made tawaf and around the baytullah And the Nabi Muhammad reminded the Sahaba s.a.w. about the greatness of the Kaaba, But then the Nabi Muhammad reminded him and said, and the honor of a Muslim is greater than the Kaaba." Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. We thank Allah for granting so much honor to us. Our beloved Nabi Muhammad, on the night of Mi'raj, the Nabi Muhammad saw people and their nails They have copper, copper nails. And they were scratching, scratching their faces with copper nails and the upper part of their bodies. And Nabi Muhammad asked, Jibareel said, Who who are these people? And Jibareel said, Those were the people that backbited and ate the flesh of the Muslimin and violated their honor. Those are these people, says Jibreel. But here, Muslim brothers and sisters, allow me to remind everybody and myself first. Ghiba, backbiting, like we call it in, in Cape Town, fitna, is haram. And it's not only haram, it is one of the major sins. And one of our lessons for today, because the Jumu'ah is all about learning lessons. The Jumu'ah is all about moving forward. The Jumu'ah is all about improving our lives. So our lesson, one of our lessons for today is, If, you, if, if this, in your company, if anybody eat the flesh, of a Muslim brother and sister of you. If anybody fitna, if any backbite, anybody backbite your Muslim brother and sister in your company, then you must say to him, Ya Akhi, my brother, ittaqillah, fear Allah. هذا la ya this is not permissible. Al Muharrama backbiting is haram. Because our beloved Nabi be Muhammad says, Man radda an qirdi akhi fil ghaib. Once again, in another narration the Nabi Muhammad says, "Whoever say, defends the honor of his brother or sister in that person's absence. That Muslim brother is not here. He's not present. But somebody else is backbiting and eating his flesh alive. And you stand up and you tell him, no, he's not, I'm not going to allow you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save your face from the fire of Jahannam, the day of Yom al-qiyamah. So today, honorable, beautiful community of Cape Town, I want to defend the honor and the dignity of one of our brothers. And his name is Ibrahim Rasool. In fact, he's a dear and a special brother and son of this community. A man from a young age, he stood up for justice. And unlike other people here in South Africa, there was only a handful of them. They were so brave. They were not afraid to go to jail. They were locked up in the jails of apartheid because they stood up for justice. They stood up against discrimination. And I'm saying again, while so many and the majority of people were afraid to speak up and to do anything, but this young man, he stood up and he sacrificed his family and he sacrificed his young wife. Why? For justice. And not only that, he did it in the name of Islam. He called his organization, the call of Islam, the call of Islam. Maybe the young people doesn't know about it. What's the meaning of the call of Islam? We're not only standing up against apartheid. This is the call of Islam. Isn't it the call of Islam? Rasulullah came to make haram any racism. This is the call of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala haram discrimination apartheid. So Mr. Ibrahim Rasul called this organization, and he was the head of the organization, the call of Islam. And it's because of these type of people that we as the Muslims of South Africa are enjoying. We are of the most free Muslims in the world. Let me say it again and loud and clear. We are of the most free Muslims in the world. We can do anything in the, in, the, in South Africa. And I can't say that for so many Muslims all over the world. In fact... In the majority of the Muslim countries, the Muslims don't enjoy the freedom that we enjoy. And once again, I'm going to say, it is because of brothers, honorable brothers like Ibrahim Rasul, who became the first Muslim Premier in a country of 50 million. In such a big province, we had a Muslim Premier. And people don't think anything about violating his honor. So I am today here with the hope, inshallah, that Allah will defend me and protect me from the fire of Jahannam. I will stand up for our brother's honor and dignity. In this country, I want to say it with tears in my eyes. In this country, we can stand up for Masjid al Aqsa. We can stand up for Palestine. And once again, most of the countries, they can't do it, even in Muslim countries. They can't stand up for Palestine. I I met one of the ulama of Uganda at the Sons of Conference two years ago. And I asked him, what do you do in Uganda for Palestine? They say they are not permissible to do anything. They're not allowed to demonstration. In this country, we are allowed, and may Allah assist us inshallah, that our youth, and all Muslims in South Africa and even non-Muslims in South Africa are standing up for Palestine Alhamdulillah Now my dear ones, let us not go back to how Allah starts the questions لولا, Why then? So we want to add Why then didn't you think good about your Muslim brother Mr Rasul that he won't let his daughter. He's a man of understanding. That he won't let his daughter get married to a Muslim. Why did you think that way? Why you make a fitna? Why you violate the honor of his, himself, his wife, and his daughter? Why then? Didn't the Imam that delivered the khutbah last week here in mixed explain? that went viral. Why didn't he verify and establish the facts before violating the honor of a young bride and a young groom? He based the Jumu'ah and the khutbah that went viral that the young man was a Hindu, is a Mushrik. Only afterwards, his own people told him, Sheikh, you made a mistake. The man embraced Islam. And with this Jumu'ah violating the honor and the dignity of the sheikhs and the imams who were prison and in fact, calling them kafirin. Huh? Kafirin. The sheikhs and the imams that were there, kafirin. not only that, they are evil, misguided leaders. And they are leading people to Jahannam. Ya Salam. May Allah protect this Ummah. My dear ones, we are going back to the questions. Why then, did this community, and not the whole community, why then didn't you make dua for this young man that has embraced Islam? Why did you show happiness and make dua? Oh, ya Allah, grant him to be a strong Muslim. Grant him to become a great leader. Grant him and his wife to produce great Muslimin. But we've chosen to make fitnah. Why then didn't you bring forward your evidence? Where's your evidence? Were you present at the wedding? Have you asked the bridegroom? Have you asked the father? But you're making rulings. Why then didn't you say that Allah puts it? It is not fitting for us to speak about this. This is a big lie. Hmm. This is again a uh, ulama bashing. What is what is, for example? if I went to a wedding, what does that have to do with the M.G.C. leadership? But the issue was turn around, M.G.C. leadership. There was one person, who wrote a letter to me as the life president. Have you heard? I'm now the life president of the M.G.C. No? I didn't know. And he says, you better remove yourself, otherwise we are going to remove you. So then, these are empty threats. Empty threats. Cheap threats. We don't even take note of it. Next year, inshallah, the ulama body, that were the leaders of the Muslim community, this beautiful community, for 75 years, is going to celebrate the 75 years, inshallah. And so many, so many attempts were made to overthrow the MCC. But Allah has protected the ulama of the MCC. Now, show me any of the thinker mongers. Bring forward any of the senior of the leadership of the MCC that has stolen any money, that has slept with another woman, that has had fraudulent deals. Bring me any evidence. We have honorable leaders, alhamdulillah. And we have an honorable community, and we have a loving community. And by the evidence and the test. Foreigners from different countries when they come to Cape Town they say that we thought that the majority of people in Cape Town are Muslims we see that Cape Town is alive Islam is alive how did it happen? Alhamdulillah <laughs> we had great leadership great ulama Sheikh Ahmad Bihadi Sheikh Shaqid hamidin Sheikh Nazim Muhammad Sheikh Abu Bakr so many others, so many others I all the time mention all the names, honorable people. Alhamdulillah. My dear ones. There's much to say, but time is of the essence. We haven't got all the time. But allow me to conclude. To say. But Allah says, what we've earlier, لا شر شَرٌ لَكُمْ بَلْ هو خير لَكُمْ Don't ever think that what has happened is bad. No, there's good also in it. So we're going to take the good out of it. And one of the good that we as Muslims have kicked down this beautiful community are going to learn that if we use our phone, and you get a beautiful hadith of Rasulullah that's going to benefit the ummah, then you send it to the whole ummah. But if you have got anything on WhatsApp, and social media, that is a fitna, that will cause discomfort, and break up and fitna against the Muslimin, then and you don't send it around, then you listen to the words of Rasulillah, enough, is it to be considered, says Rasulullah, not Ibrahim Gabriel's, Rasulullah says, enough. Is it is to be considered a lie and a sin that whatever you hear, you just pass on and you just speak about it? And that's exactly what is happening. And that's exactly the fitna that happened here in Cape Town. Secondly, the other benefit that we're going to benefit, inshallah, and the good that we can to reap from what has happened, we as the Muslim community of Cape Town. So not allow any person just to nilly-willy brand who seems to be kafir. Who gave this imam the right? What authority does he have to make another person kafir? Based on either lies or based on misinformation. No, 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 no even, let, let, let us put it this way. And we are all people of intellect, alhamdulillah. Let us put it this way. Even if a person here in Kentucky is the most learned scholar in the world, not only South Africa, in the world, he's the most knowledgeable person in the Dean of Islam in the world. And something like this comes to him, he won't give a ruling. Because he knows that he must get all facts. And he knows that he must call in the bride and the bridegroom and the father and the imam and the sheikh and people that were there. And he will scrutinize the facts and then he will make a hukum. But here we get the person, here in makes us He made the imams and the sheikhs kafirin. And then the people of Majlis, the Majlis, the people of Elizabeth, one man band, he says, No, they're not kafir, they murtat. They are Murtat. He's sitting there and, and poor Elizabeth. He doesn't know anything, but he calls the, the Imams and the second president as Murtat. So that is the other benefit that we be, as a community of South Africa are going to take forward inshallah. We're not going to allow people to make this car nilly and willy. And maybe thirdly, there's a group here yeah, in Cape Town now, that consider that they, they are the only people that will go to Jannah. And they're the only real Muslims. And all the other ulama, most of them are kafirin. And most of the Muslims here in Cape Town, when they go wherever they do, they make the hadat and they make the mawlad, and they go to the kramats to greet the kramats, not to ask the kramats. Here yeah, from this member important message, for 30 years, we have given the lesson that you're not allowed to ask the uliya, we go there to respect the Auliyah because they have brought Islam. But they consider that to be shirk. And the is are mushrikeen. So this is the good that's going to come out of this debacle that has happened in Cape Town now for the last two weeks. That we as the beautiful community of Cape Town, we are telling them, we're not going to allow you to do that anymore. And in fact, we are such beautiful people we're stretching out our hands to you and we say to you let us talk to one another in a beautiful way, in a respectable way, and knowledge based on knowledge. Are you like that? Huh? our time is over, and one day Malak al is gonna tell you your time is over. So we need to prepare ourselves. So let us say what we say every week here in this manzid, Make tawbah to Allah and ask Allah forgiveness. (inaudible) Because indeed our beloved Nabi Muhammad says, (inaudible) Each and every child of Nabi Adam makes mistakes and wrongdoings. But the best of them are those who return to Allah. And dear listeners, for the voice of the king, you can ask the people of Portlands. For the last 30 years, we don't forget to remind one another about the five times salah. Because all of us, we want to go to Jannah. And Rasulullah so much wanted us to go to Jannah. In his last breath, Rasulullah said to us, As-salah, as-salah. Ya, yeah, salam the greatest leader. Rasulullah could have said in the last few moments, Ya Allah, La ilaha illallah, subhanallah. But he sacrificed to say in his last words, so to make sure, that each one of us will go to Jannah. And he said to us, my last word to you is, please preserve your salah. Because as much as I want you to go to Jannah, you won't be able to enter the Jannah, unless you've got the key to the Jannah. So my dear brothers and sisters in the Qajit, my dear sisters and brothers in business, at home, wherever you are listening to the voice of the king, if you are one of those people that don't make salah five times per day, I ask you in the name of Allah, from today onwards, make that decision. that from today onwards, you're not going to miss one salah. And I promise you, if you're going to do that, you're on your way to success. You're on your way to barakah. You're on your way a beautiful life. And you're on your way to the greatest success, to Jannah. Amen, Ya Rabbul Alamin. Audhu Billahi nafsum qaddamat وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا Allah speaks to all of us. And Allah says to us, Oh, you believe. Oh, you believe in me. Oh, you believe that one day you're going to die. Oh, you will believe that you're going to stand in front of me the day of Qiyamah. اِبْتَقُوا اللَّهِ Be conscious of Allah Always. نَفْسُمَّا And let each and every person, each one of you, look into your preparations for tomorrow, referring to the day of Qiyamah. Look into what you have sent forward to the day of Qiyamah. What اللَّهِ And then Allah says again, Be conscious of Allah. إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا Indeed, Allah is well informed and well acquainted with whatever you do. The the Quran is so powerful. You can enter the Jannah by just practicing and understanding and implementing one word of the Quran. And the one word I'm referring to now here is that Allah is Khabir, Allah is well informed. Allah knows everything about you. So you as a believer, you say to yourself, if Allah knows everything about me, and Allah see whatever I do every day, and every night, every minute, every hour, every second, then I don't want to do anything wrong. And by that, you will be successful. Allah Akbar. Lord that was it was once again an honor to be with you. It was an honor to be with our dear and loved ones and dear listeners of the voice of the king. May Allah protect this community and may Allah grant us that the peace of our lives is gonna be the the rest of our lives gonna be the peace of our lives. We just uh, a few announcements. Uh, our hajj class will be starting on Tuesday night, inshallah, after Maghrib. Everybody's most welcome to join us for the Hajj class. And also, uh, we're gonna make dua for Hazizu Bascombi, the mother of Faisal Bascombi from Salam Bosh, who passed on last week, a wonderful woman. We make dua that grant grand the and may Allah grant the jannah for those. And for Shamil Abrams, 24 years old, from Beacon Valley, want to ask him to make du'a for him. He was admitted to Khritsky hospital, and they detected that he has cancer. We don't know yet what type of cancer. Um, so we make du'a for Shamil, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that the sickness is going to be a mercy for you, and he's going to take it in good spirit, as we explained it about two months ago in the Jumu'ah, that cancer is not a bala, it is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah grants you a headache and you are satisfied, Allah will give you all your sins. Now what if you are diagnosed with cancer? It is part of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We'll uh, kindly of make dua for a 10-year-old boy called Dayan Manuel, studying at Dau'l-Ubay, half his school. It is perfect, we We complete his Qur'an and will be the youngest half of Sheikh Ismail Lund. MashaAllah. So make special dua for Young. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him, inshallah strength. And all our children... To be able to complete the of Quran, wa salallahu alayhi wa